Odell Beckham vs. Mike Evans, and Terry McLaurin vs. Keenan Allen. We kick off this week on Fantasy Football in 15 with a couple debates at the wide receiver position. Welcome in to the start of a new week. We are happy that you're starting your week with us here on Fantasy Football in 15. I am Michael Beller, joined as always by Derek Van Riper. DVR, what's up, man? How's your weekend? It was good. Uh, nice and relaxing, at least until uh, Sunday uh, with the fantasy baseball season mm-hmm. also getting underway. Lots of fab pickups to do, but uh, it's good to be busy. How about you? Yeah, yeah, same. I had a, had a good friend's birthday party. We uh, got together for a few beers in a very socially responsible, spaced way. So uh, it was fun to fun to get to hang with the friends. And yeah, now right back at it, as you said, uh, our baseball show, uh, waiver show, finally making its 2020 debut. And now here we are kicking off another week of fantasy football in 15. We got some news from the NFL uh, on Friday. Uh, maybe it was came Saturday. It was uh, sometime over the weekend that uh, training camps are uh, hopefully going to be able to start mostly on time. So uh, with that uh, in our pocket, we are hoping that we're going to have a steady stream of news coming our way once those uh, camps open the last week of July. And what that means is that we're going to take this week to uh, go through some debates. Uh, we st- we did uh, one last week uh, with uh, a couple of quarterback debates. We talked Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott and Aaron Rodgers versus Matthew Stafford. We're going to knock out a few more of those this week to start getting our feet wet in the draft pool. We're going to go to the wide receiver position today for a couple of debates. We're going to start out with Odell Beckham versus Mike Evans. I will be making the case for Odell Beckham. DVR will be making the case for Mike Evans. I'm going to let you go first on this one, DVR. Why do you like Evans better than Beckham? I mean, this was a Tampa Bay offense that was a machine at putting up yardage and points last year. Some of that maybe was accelerated by Jameis Winston turning the ball over and (laughs) this team being very shootout prone. Uh, But this is a team that we generally just like, I think, going into 2020. I mean, now you have Tom Brady, someone who makes a lot fewer mistakes on the field than Jameis Winston at the helm. You still have a great group of, of offensive skill players. They added Keyshawn Vaughn to the backfield, but they didn't add the kind of running back to the offense that you look at and say, this run pass balance is going to be radically different than it was last year. So, you know, now you've got a quarterback who turns the ball over less. I think there's a significant reason to believe that they will keep their feet on the gas pedal whenever they can. It's not like they're going to become an ultra conservative team when they get a lead. So Mike Evans, like he's kind of this forgotten elite talent at the wide receiver position, maybe in part because Chris Godwin's emerged to be a great receiver in his own right. Maybe that's part of it. Maybe it's just that Mike Evans hasn't had the the monster, monster season that we've expected since the 1,300-yard 12 TD season. We got the 1,500-yard season in 2018, but the TDs dropped to eight. So maybe it's looking at that and the fact that he missed three games last year and that's sort of tempering expectations. But six straight 1,000-yard seasons, a huge target for Brady. I, I think even if you don't like Tom Brady, you have to be excited about the receivers that he has at his disposal mm-hmm. right now. Like just the fact that he has Godwin and Evans, aside from Gronk and OJ Howard, like this is a loaded offense for him to play in. Mike Evans could actually put all of those pieces together. He could give us the 90 plus catches. He could get back to the 14 to 1500 yard range, and he could do it with double digit touchdowns for the third time in his career. 
the efficiency was still there. The last two seasons, 9.8 yards per target and 11 yards per target. So he has been elite in that regard the last two seasons. And maybe the thing that I kind of quietly like the most about Mike Evans, he's still 26 years old. It feels like he's been around forever because he was 20 during his rookie season. This is a guy that actually is still near his physical peak. And now he's going to play with the best quarterback he's played with yet. So all signs are really kind of pointing up here for Evans. Like he already put together a good season a year ago with Godwin there per game fantasy production and half point PPR leagues was exactly the same in 2018 as it was in 2019. So I think there might be this narrative that Godwin's arrival and, and development last year actually hurt Evans at a per game basis. It didn't. DVR, it's well argued, and I'm a big Mike Evans fan. I've had him quite a bit in his six years in the league, but I just don't think it's right. Well argued can definitely be wrong, and I think that's where we are here. I think Brady's a downgrade for Mike Evans from Jameis Winston. Jameis said, screw this, I'm going deep quite a bit, and that was very good for Mike Evans. All the turnovers were good for the offense. Uh, The fact that the defense was as bad as it was was good for the offense too, but I think Brady, upgrade for the real-life Buccaneers, downgrade for the fantasy Buccaneers. Meanwhile, I look at Odell Beckham, we see this huge, oh my God, what happened to him last year? He had this horrible season. What happened to the Odell we knew and loved in New York? Why didn't that guy come to Cleveland? That disaster season, 74 catches on 133 targets, 1,035 yards, and four touchdowns. Touchdowns we know are anomalous, so I believe the touchdowns bounced back this year. He was still wide receiver 25 in half PPR leagues. And of course, when you draft Odell Beckham, whether it was last year or whether it's going to be this year, you are definitely not looking for wide receiver 25. But when that's your disaster season, I think we need to take a deep breath and look at all the things that went wrong in Cleveland last year. Freddie Kitchens was just not the man for the job. The offensive line was a huge disaster. They have rectified both of those things by bringing in Kevin Stefanski, a huge upgrade over Freddie Kitchens. They drafted Jedrick Wills. They signed Jack Conklin. So now you have two anchors on either side of the line that is going to make Cleveland's line a whole lot better. And I think that is going to open up this Cleveland offense and let it be the group that we thought it was going to be last year. It's going to help Baker Mayfield in a big way. It's going to help Odell's uh, routes down the field be able to develop more. He was still fifth in the NFL in targeted air yards. So they were taking those shots deep with him. They were going to do that yet again this season. And we talk all the time about wanting to be invested in prolific high-scoring offenses. I think both of these offenses certainly could fit that bill. But man, Baker Mayfield, Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Austin Hooper, David Njoku, his team is going to get up and down the field. They're going to score. And Odell Beckham, still the most purely talented guy when you look at the weapons around Baker Mayfield. So I think we see a huge bounce back year out of Odell Beckham this season. And let's remember, before last year, this is a guy who had a per 16 game season, 106 catches, 1,485 yards, and 12 touchdowns. When he's healthy and on a good offense, this guy puts up wide receiver one overall numbers. I love Odell Beckham as a bounce back candidate this year. I'm definitely taking him ahead of Mike Evans. I mean, I think they they're both guys I love at the price for what it's worth. And sure. if there's any fair. if there's any sort of auction scenario, they could be my one and two. Like that could easily happen as well. I, I think the the rebound potential for Beckham is off the charts high. Um, but I can't figure it out. Like, I just can't figure out why Evans has actually slipped at this point. Like, I think he's underdrafted relative to what he brings to the table, unless it plays out the way he expected, where uh, maybe not having to throw as much simply <laughs> lowers the ceiling for the entire offense, even though as an offense they are better overall in real life. 
I will say that I'm excited to see what Brady can do with this team. That Patriots team last year was just completely devoid of speed and athleticism outside, and that really uh, was shown at the end of the season and then in the way that Tennessee just completely handled them in that wildcard round uh, playoff game that ended up being Tom Brady's last game as a Patriot. But, uh, man, I-, I do think that uh, he can do a lot more with this offense, but still Odell Beckham is the guy for me. Let's move on to debate number two here. We are going Terry McLaurin versus Keenan Allen. You have Keenan Allen. I have Terry McLaurin. I'll kick this one off for us. Uh, Terry McLaurin was a revelation for this Washington team last year. 58 catches, 919 yards, seven touchdowns as a rookie. Did it on just 93 targets, 919 yards, and seven touchdowns as a rookie with 93 targets. He was the wide receiver 28 in half PPR leagues. Uh, You look at those yards per target numbers, he was ninth in the NFL among players with at least 80 targets. He was sixth in targeted air yards, just behind Cortland Sutton, Michael Thomas, Stephon Diggs, Allen Robinson, and Odell Beckham. That is pretty great uh, competition, pretty great company, excuse me, to be in as a rookie. And he did all of this DVR, all of this. You see those numbers, you see a rookie, you think, all right, maybe he's on a good offense if if you just take the names out of this and you just look at it blindly. No, no, no. This was a team in Washington last year that ranked 32nd in the league in points, 32nd in the league in plays. That's last. 31st in yards, 27th in yards per play. This was a complete train wreck of an offense. And still, Terry McLaurin put up these huge, huge numbers. Again, 919 yards, 7 touchdowns, 93 targets. I think Dwayne Haskins is ready to take a big step forward. I think the new coaching infrastructure with Ron Rivera and Scott Turner is going to be a fertile environment for really this entire offense. We going to see a lot of what was done in Carolina brought to Washington. I think that plays certainly to Terry McLaurin's benefit. And I just think that this is a guy who is going to graduate from the 93 targets he got as a rookie to something more like 130 targets this year. You look around that Washington team, not a lot of guys to compete with him. Clearly the number one receiver in that offense. I think clearly, even with a healthy Darius Geis, the number one weapon in the offense, and that is going to lead to him, I think, being a pretty comfortable nine-and-a-half target per game guy, and I love to see what he can do with that much opportunity and an improving Dwayne Haskins under center. I think we're ultimately at the end of the year talking about Terry McLaurin as a top-20 wide receiver in the league. Yeah, I think when you look at air yards and average depth of target, I mean, McLaurin ticks those boxes, and the fact that they just don't have a lot of other weapons is great for his target volume. I wonder how much it hurts his efficiency. That's the the main concern I have is that the rest of that group of receivers is so weak and so unproven that teams could send a lot of extra attention in the direction of Terry McLaurin. But they were probably doing that last year when he was a rookie too, and he still put those numbers up. So he's a really interesting player for the long haul. But I like Keenan Allen because I think even, even with a team in Los Angeles that should be pretty conservative. I mean, Tyrod Taylor doesn't take a lot of chances. It's reflected in the fact that he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. I think Allen is still a target monster. I think it's going to be a question of how quickly he gets on the same page with Taylor after spending so much time with Phillip Rivers. I mean, those guys, we talked to Daniel Popper on this show with the Chargers preview a couple of weeks ago. It was just as simple as like those two guys could look at each other and they would know exactly what they were going to do, what kind of adjustment they were going to make. Whether Allen can develop that rapport quickly or not with Tyrod Taylor, you know that's going to impact how much of a hit that Allen's going to take. But I still think because of the target volume he's going to get week in and week out, he's going to be a lot more consistent than a player like McLaurin. So you know you could get a higher ceiling from Terry McLaurin, 
but week over week, I think you're getting two or three more fantasy points per game from Keenan Allen if things are at all consistent with the Chargers offense. And I think they will be. I mean, I think this is a team that has Mike Williams and Hunter Henry and then the running game, Austin Eckler catches a lot of passes as well. I think it's going to be a lot of short and intermediate passes, uh, a lot of yardage after the catch. And what we've seen from Keenan Allen, three seasons now in a row, he's played all 16 games. I think he's really shed some of the the injury-prone labels that were being kind of thrown on him through the first few years of his career. Mm-hmm. 102 catches, 97 catches, 104 catches, and he's gone over 1,100 yards in three straight seasons. I mean, he's been a machine. The one thing that he hasn't done is score as much as we'd like, and that was with Rivers. So I don't think we have high expectations on the TD front anyway, and he still gets 13, 14 fantasy points per game, even in half PPR leagues, in full PPR leagues. I think it's crazy to not take Allen over McLaurin. I think half at least makes it kind of close because I agree with you. I think Terry McLaurin's a special player, and he's in a situation where he could be getting almost as many targets per game as the league's elite receivers. The only thing holding him back is the lack of talent around him and the uncertainty with Dwayne Haskins. Like we both saw a lot of Dwayne Haskins at Ohio state. I think there is reason to believe he's going to get better in year two. How much better does he get? How quickly does he get there? Part of the thing that's going to hold him back is the lack of weapons behind McLaurin. That is the mm-hmm. biggest concern. So I, I'm looking at that offense as one that still is probably going to sputter. It's still going to struggle to put points on the board. I think the Chargers could still be kind of close to a league average offense, in part because Tyrod does a good job of reducing the big mistakes. Yeah, I actually like Tyrod from a real-life standpoint. I, I don't think this Chargers team is this hopeless case this season because Phillip Rivers is now in Indianapolis and they're turning to Tyrod Taylor as their starter. I don't think we're going to see any Justin Herbert this year or very little because I think Tyrod Taylor is going to be good enough to be the starter for this team all season. What concerns me about him for Keenan Allen is that Keenan Allen is not a guy who makes a ton of huge plays down the field, right? He, it's death by a thousand cuts with Keenan Allen. That's reflected in his yards per target numbers. 8.4 for his career, those last three huge years that you mentioned. 8.8, 8.8, 8.0 yards per target. He's a guy who is going to, you know, 8 to 15 yard you to death, and he does it with the best of them. But I worry about Tyrod Taylor's uh, completion percentage, and I worry about his accuracy being able to do that in the way that Phillip Rivers did. Phillip Rivers is a guy who we expect to be uh, completing two-thirds or slightly more of his passes every single year, whereas Tyrod Taylor's a guy who's going to live in the low 60s when it comes to completion percentage, just not quite the same level of accuracy. And if you're taking even just two catches off the board for Keenan Allen, uh, that could be a huge, huge difference by the end of the season. And, you know, maybe those catches come on third down, right? I think there's these incremental differences between Phillip Rivers and Tyrod Taylor that are going to hurt Keenan Allen more than anyone uh, on that Chargers offense. And so that's what I look at with him. I see in McLaurin, on the other hand, this ascending talent who can really put it all together in year two and ultimately make himself into one of the go-to best receivers that we have in the NFL. That's where I go for him. I'm swinging for the fences maybe a little bit. Obviously, I would agree with you that Allen is the safer play, but for me, Terry McLaurin, with that big, big play ability and a quarterback who is hopefully getting better, is going to be someone who, to me, ends up winning this side of the debate. We'll ask you in our uh, in our comments, uh, comment on our podcast, and we'll throw uh, throw some polls out there also to weigh in. DVR, before we get out of here, I uh, just want to ask uh, this last question. When we look at these debates, if you were going to take one of your side more strongly, Evans over Beckham, Allen over McLaurin, which side would that be? 
It's actually Allen over McLaurin, and I think the the last hammer I'll throw in this argument is that last time we saw Tyrod Taylor start in Buffalo in 2017, that was a group of pass catchers that was led by Charles Clay. They had one <laughs> pass fair. catcher go over 500 <laughs> yards. Deontay Thompson, Nick O'Leary, Zay Jones, Jordan Matthews, uh, the end of Kelvin Benjamin, Andre Holmes. I mean, that's horrible, horrible talent oh, around him. Yeah. The Chargers have a lot more than that. So I, just, yeah. I think we've got to be careful to look at the the, you know, the completion percentages and the efficiency that he had in 2017 <laughs> and chalk that up to his own ability and not to the absolute dumpster fire around him. Kelvin Benjamin and Jordan Matthews on the same team. That Brutal. Is, that is uh, some ghosts of fantasy past right there. <laughs> um, I, I I think it's I think that was closer to I I would go uh, I feel better about OBJ over Evans than I do about McLaurin over Allen but I feel good about both of them and I'm sticking with both of them if you catch me in a draft <laughs> you will see me taking OBJ over Evans and McLaurin over Keenan Allen and that is going to do it for this episode of Fantasy Football in 15 rate review subscribe we greatly appreciate it and also if you're not an athletic subscriber uh, you can get a free 30-day trial at theathletic.com slash football in 15 for dvr i'm michael beller fantasy football in 15 we'll be back with you tomorrow thanks for listening have a great day